This morning's gospel is from John's Gospel, chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There he gave a dinner for there they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. You know, one of the things about children's sermons is that, you know, when you ask questions, you have answers you want to get and you don't always get them. Uh, But this morning, they really did well with the script that they didn't have. Yesterday, I did something uh, that I have not done before, and that was to preside at the funeral of uh, someone with whom I grew up. It's a a cousin of mine who is a year older, and uh, we were close when we were in high school because, as I said, I think at the time, and certainly since then, When I was 16 and he was 17, I looked like I was 12, and he looked like he was 24. Um, He was a championship wrestler, uh, got all the way to the regionals, and lost in the final at the regionals to a nice kid from Hatboro Horsham High School, whose name he still remembered 35 years later. Um, But one of the things about my cousin was that He really kind of withdrew from the family um, when he got sober in his 30s, and his community was really um, the AA community and the prison work that he was doing. But when I talked to his younger brother about what I was going to say at the funeral, his younger brother said, you know, he struggled with lots of things. And I know that was true because I had taken him out for lunch for his 50th birthday. So that was 24 years ago. And we'd had a long conversation. And he talked about some of those struggles. And his brother asked me to read something that conveyed from the Bible that conveyed those struggles. So I read Psalm 22, the beginning of which uh, is quoted in some of the passion uh, narratives uh, by Jesus from the cross. This brings me to the fact that today is the Sunday before Passion and Palm Sunday. Now, years ago, before 1973, it was the Sunday on which we read the Passion, uh, the story of Jesus' betrayal, death, and crucifixion. But as part of the worship renewal that followed the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s, the Church realized that most members never heard that important story because they went to Palm Sunday. Oops. Palm Sunday, and they went to Easter, 
but they didn't go to the services of Holy Week, and so they didn't hear the story of the Passion. Well, next Sunday is Palm and Passion Sunday. We call it Palm Sunday, but at the reading of the Gospel, the mood and the emphasis shifts to Passion Sunday and the story of Jesus' trial and death. And that will be the beginning of Holy Week. Today's Gospel foreshadows what we're going to read about next Sunday. Anointing of the feet was part of the ritual of preparation of burial in ancient Israel. In this case, the anointing was with something expensive. Nard was from the Himalayas, mountains that were far away from Palestine. And when Judas challenged this apparent waste, Jesus dismissed his concern because it served the larger purpose of God's redemption of humanity through Jesus' death on the cross. In our series of Sunday readings from the Bible, the first lesson is always paired with the gospel, either by parallel or by contrast. Here, chapter 43 of Isaiah, in chapter 43, Isaiah was writing to the Israelite exiles in Babylon. They were trapped there with fond, if unrealistic, memories of the past, the former things. Isaiah proclaimed that God was going to do something new, that God was going to do something seemingly impossible by making a way in the wilderness, a river in the desert. In other words, God was going to provide a new exodus, like the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt. And Psalm 26, which is also appointed for this Sunday, was written for this situation. It refers to the Negev, there being a river in the Negev. On Sunday mornings when I drive here, about about quarter to eight, the um, person who's doing the Sunday morning, um, I don't know, sort of jazz thing on WRTI always reads the appointed psalm from the lectionary. So I got to hear Psalm 26 this morning on my way uh, to worship. Well, this new exodus was going to be made possible by Cyrus, who was the king of the Persians. He was a non-believer, but he was the person that God would use to bring the exiles back to Jerusalem. The fulfillment of these words of Isaiah seemed impossible at the time. Babylon was a powerful and feared empire. But these words came true not too many years later, when the Persians under Cyrus destroyed the Babylonian Empire. Lent is 40 days, excluding Sundays, of preparation for Holy Week and Easter. That's the celebration of Jesus' death and resurrection, his exodus from death, his Passover from death to life, and the promise that we will do the same. The entire church year is organized around Holy Week and Easter, and we put more effort into that than into any other celebration. We could claim that it's a waste, that it's impractical, but in fact, it is the source of our hope for today and tomorrow. God's promises are embodied. They take on flesh and blood in Christ and in the community of faith that gathers to worship him. More than anything else, it is around the story of Jesus' death and resurrection that we gather, 
This is the Church's story, and our recalling of it every year at Holy Week and Easter is the most important thing that we do as a congregation. I want to say that again. Our recalling this story every year during Holy Week and Easter is the most important thing that we do as a congregation. It's what makes us who we are. It's what makes us followers of Christ. The story of Jesus' anointing reminds us again that our faith is embodied in Christ and it is embodied in us as we gather in his name. As we remember that story, as we do every week in the introduction and the prayer before communion. Our faith and in the death and resurrection of Jesus is especially embodied when we sing together. We are formed as a community of Christ as we sing God's praises and as we sing the laments of longing for God's future in Christ. Singing together is the only way that two people can occupy the same space it's oral space, but is the only way that more than two people can occupy the same oral space. The slaves in the South knew this, and the spirituals developed as a means to embody the presence of Christ as they lamented their suffering. Yet they rested in the knowledge that God was with them, as God was with the people of Israel in their suffering, and in slavery, and in exile. We've been singing one spiritual a Sunday this Lent as an acknowledgement of the suffering and the need for hope around us. The losses of the pandemic, of the hurricane and the tornado, of illness, the fears of death and of war. We need the new thing that God promises in Jesus' death and resurrection, and it is here. It's here in our reading of the stories of Jesus' ministry, of his death and resurrection. It's here in our singing, our gathering, our conversations, and in this meal where Christ gives us his body and blood. Christ is embodied among us, and in this meal as he was with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He is giving us hope because we are not alone. Christ is with us in this meal and in this community that gathers around it. May our rehearsal of the story of Jesus' death and resurrection, beginning next week, renew our faith and hope in Christ. It's the most important thing that we will do in the next several weeks. Amen.